Welcome to the Grief Bully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Thank you for joining our weekly discussion around grief, mental health, and overall personal wellness. The Grief Bully Podcast will serve as a vehicle to help you navigate life's journey. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the podcast with anyone in your life that you think it will help. Let's bully grief together. What's up? What's up? What's up, beautiful people? Welcome back to another episode of the Grief Fully Podcast. I am your host, Jay Nicole. Today is Monday, February the 22nd. We are back in the studio rocking and rolling. Guys, it is episode 80, the big eight zero. I am feeling ecstatic. I'm feeling blessed and very grateful. Thank each and every one of you for your continued support. I truly appreciate it. Listen, I want to get straight into this episode right now. I want to talk to you about sudden death and the shock behind it. And it's just so happened that I was watching an episode from Taraji P. Henson and Tracy Jade, Peace of Mind with Taraji's Facebook Watch show. I hadn't watched any episodes and I'm like, let me just check this out. I went, I watched it. Not even 24 hours after watching that episode, I got word that one of my childhood friends passed away. Man, when I tell you that this alignment of the reality of the shocking nature that comes with sudden death my god i wanted to get right into it i know i normally thank our sponsors and i'll definitely get into that but listen i have a childhood friend who was incarcerated for a few years and honestly i for a little while a couple months ago i reached out to one of my friends we were talking and i was like hey you know what's going on with so-and-so what happened where is she i haven't seen her on social media and so he told me that she had been locked up. And I was like, wow. So I'm, I'm more like an investigative journalist, if you will. I spend a lot of time reading articles, fact finding. I just, I just get a kick out of it. And so I'm always going on to NewJerseyDepartmentOfCorrections.com. Call it what you want. But I like to find out the information about what's going on, where people are. So I go onto the website and I see that she was due to be released February 17th. So. It looks like I'm thinking in my head, like, okay, that's cool. She only got a little bit more time. She did a lot of time. That's what's up. Like, anytime you see that someone's going to be getting released, it's a good thing, and you feel good about it. So on, I guess, Monday of the 17th, so Monday was maybe like the 15th. Yeah, Monday was the 15th. And I'm on Instagram, and I'm scrolling, and I see her on Insta- Instagram story. So I'm like, wow, okay, I guess she got out earlier, but that's cool. So she put like, they finally let a real one free, et cetera, et cetera. So I I hit the applaud hands on Instagram and I'm like, she hit me back like, yeah, I'm home. I'm like, that's what's up. Like, I'm, I'm happy that you're back and home safely. She was telling me, you know, about a conversation she had with someone in there that knew me, et cetera, et cetera, right? And so I was like, yeah, I've been reading some articles about the conditions at, at the facility. So I'm glad you're back because I heard it's not good. So she says, I will never do that to myself again. And this is on Monday. I'll never do that to myself again. And so I double tapped. We all double tap and you, you love a comment and, and a response. And that was that. Right. So I didn't want to burden her with the hope you say out of trouble do this and that I did say be safe and all of those things right so hadn't talked to her in years she gets out of prison jail on Monday I'm putting tea in my microwave for the morning I'm getting ready to go into my work conference call that starts at 8 30 I go on social media 
And I believe this was on Wednesday. I think it was on Wednesday, the 17th, the day that she was set to be released. And if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll figure that out. But it was definitely Wednesday, I believe. So I see this post from her cousin that says, rest in peace. And then there's her name. When I tell you I just killed over, like I just, I had to just put my arm on my island. It, it literally took the wind out of my sails. And I was in such a state of shock. And I still am, to an extent, dealing with that. This is fresh. And I wanted to get on here and just talk freshly about this because I know that I can't be the only person. And I know I'm not because my entire community, her family and friends, and everyone is dealing with the same thing. When you just talk to somebody, this is the first person I believe in my life, including my loved ones, because with the exception of my, my father and my grandmother, being able to speak with them really closely to their passing was because they were in a hospital and I knew that they weren't doing well. But in terms of speaking to someone who was excited, happy, had this conversation, made a declaration, I'll never do that to myself again, meaning causing herself to get incarcerated. And then within 48 hours, probably not even because that's when I found out. So she might have passed away on Tuesday evening, which is what I'm kind of thinking. And then you find out that they passed away. That level of shock. This is the only time I've ever been through this. I've never experienced this before. My friend Moet, who passed away May 25th, 2013. I'm sure if you follow the show, you've heard me talk about that. I had spoken with her on May 17th and she passed away on May 25th, but never within like a couple days you hear that here today gone tomorrow but literally this is like here today gone tomorrow and I don't know if it's the grief bullying me the empath in me but I'm like I've got to talk about this because I know that a lot of other people have to be struggling and dealing with that and I want to tell you that you're not out of your mind you're not being dramatic you're not doing the most if you will you are a human freaking being and this is heavy stuff there was so many people who posted about the same thing saying, oh, I just talked to her. Oh, I just talked to her. Of course, she had been locked up for a couple of years, I think two and a half years, gets out on Monday. Of course, she's talking to everybody, DMing people, hitting them up, people hitting her up, et cetera, et cetera. And then, boom, you get hit with that. Whew. Heavy stuff. And this is why we have the Grief Bully Podcast. And this is why I talk about these topics because these are the things that we need to go in about. These are the things that we need to have conversations because the expectation was, again, let's go back to the situation and I paint the picture for you that I was putting tea. So I'm waking up. Oh man, I'm going to have a nice, hot, fresh cup of tea. Going to get onto my conference call. It was an ad hoc call. So we typically don't have them on Wednesday, but I'm like, all right, it's cool. We're going to do this getting ready to do everything. And on my conference calls, I actually lead lead an activity. So it's kind of like a motivational or kind of with our, our company mission statement. So we do like an interactive thing and I'm the, the ambassador for that. So I have to actually speak on this call. I have to lead this call for a few minutes. So it's not like I just can get on a call and just not do anything. It's a Zoom call where, where people can visibly see you. We have to have our cameras on. So I am visibly the straw I'm, I'm dealing with a lot I contemplated not getting on the call but we go into this mode and this is what I want to talk about where we kind of shift our grief back and and our grief gets this back seat that it doesn't deserve and then we put our priority what we what our perceived priority which in this situation was my job and being the leader on this conference call first 
instead of saying, hey, manager, I'm not doing well. I just got this awful news and I am struggling right now. I am struggling and I don't want to do this. I actually want to shut my computer down and go in my bed and pull the blankets over my head and not participate today. I've got so much to process with this that I can't do it. But instead, I went ahead with it. I did this. I, I went through everything and I started saying to my team, I was like, I'm, please bear with me. I'm not feeling that great. I'm not I'm struggling a little bit, but I didn't go into death with that because it was my perception that it could come off like unpreparedness or lack of professionalism and not being committed to what I said that I was going to do. And that's not cool. If any person that experienced that, it was, it was, I'm not even kidding you guys. It was within 10 minutes of each other, probably even shorter of that time frame. So I went through it and then my manager shot me a text and he actually said, what's going on? Are you okay? You don't seem like your normal chipper self. And so it was that visible that the weight of that news was literally on my shoulders and all over my face. And I got through the part that we had to interact and I put on a good face for it. And then throughout the entire meeting and shout out to my job, I hope this doesn't get me into any kind of trouble, but I was just scrolling social media, just reading all of the RIPs, RIP, just talk to her, RIP, going to miss you. I'm speaking to her family and, and they're having a tough time and sending my condolences and my love. And so it was just so much. And I wanted to talk about it because I, I think that these things come up and when you're in the raw emotion, you can really speak to it. And what I'm saying to you is this. I talk about this every day. I talk about grief and loss every day. This is what I do. And it doesn't alleviate that. I am human and I and I struggle. And I really was struggling with that. And, and I still am trying to navigate through it. There's a candlelight visual tomorrow that I will attend because this is the thing. What I put on Facebook was this. It seems like, and it doesn't seem like it actually is, there's been so much death between 2020 and then the beginning of 2021 that it can begin to feel like it's normal. The amount of death that we've been exposed to can begin to feel like it is normal and it is not it is not normal. I don't believe so to be this exposed because even though death is a natural part of life, social media wasn't necessarily a natural part of life. It wasn't just, just social media wasn't always existing. So although, yes, everyone is going to die and we're going to hear about it, the exposure, the exposure is, is kind of what I'm marinating in. And the po point that I'm trying to drive home here is that we are exposed to so much that I don't know how we're maintaining and that the level of unhealthiness that comes along with that and the trauma that we're navigating and just pushing our way through, it's got to be a lot. You have to feel way down. And even if we don't recognize it or give it the knowledge or attention that it needs, that, that feeling that you have going on within yourself, it's there. And that's a lot. And so what I put on social media was that part of it. And I said, hey, listen, this is the other part of it. It doesn't matter how long ago it was that you spoke to someone. It doesn't matter what terms you were on. It doesn't matter if you were on the best of terms, the worst of terms. It doesn't matter if you talked to them yesterday, 10 million years ago. The fact that it matters is that someone died, they lost their life, and there's people here trying to still navigate that and process that. You have a right to feel. You have a right to feel. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't because I, because this is the other thing. 
depending on how some people live their life, it can cause different disruptions in relationships. It can put strains on relationships and it can cause a lot of things that aren't that easy to be fixed or just moved around or peace to be able to be had. And that's okay. That's okay. And so this is going out to anybody that's feeling like they lost someone and there's so much guilt there because there's the if onlys, right? I always say the if onlys will kill you. They will. If you let that guilt manifest through your mind, through your heart, through your body, that can really break you. It can keep you stuck. It's a lot. And so I'm asking you to be kind to yourself and to forgive yourself and to say, hey, if I could have, I would have. And sometimes it's not just on you. You could extend the olive branch to some folks and it just might not be able to be better. And that, unfortunately, is the circumstances that some people have to deal with. And so when we come to this loss of, of, of my childhood friend and her name was Latera, I was going to wait until the In Love and Memory segment, but I want to humanize her and I want to humanize her in right now. So when it comes to Latera's life, there was a lot of people who were saying that she, they hit her up. They didn't get a chance to hear back from her. They were talking to her. And so I, and so the thing is, too, where it became challenging is that she had been having conversations while she was still incarcerated with some of her friends and family. And some of these people chose to post them on her page. So I, again, back to the investigative journalist and person who just wants to have as much information so I can process things myself. Someone posted her commenting to them saying that she only had uh, 12 days, 11 days and a wake up. And she was so excited to see her daughter and that she was also nervous and overwhelmed with everything that she would have to do in order to get her daughter back and to do all of these things. But she was excited that it was getting so hard to sleep. And so what's scary to me here, and I'm going to be honest with you and super vulnerable, is that 11 days ago, 12 days ago, she had no idea that that would be the last day she would be alive. She had plans, guys. She had plans just like we do, just like you do, just like I do. And, and her life was cut short. And so I don't know the particulars around her death and the things that were surrounding it. And it's not really necessary because whether it was based on her choices or just life and fate, she's still not here. And she had plans. And as I mentioned, she has a young daughter. And so that's a young daughter who already was dealing with her mother's absence due to incarceration that now has to begin to process and grieve and move through that however she will. And I can only tell you that I pray. I pray for her support system. I pray for her guidance just over her life because the impact that that can have on a young child, as we all know, could definitely be challenging. And so I wanted to get into that because this is the other thing about it is I had a friend of mine, and I don't know if you listened to this episode. It was a while back in November his name was Abdul and he was also incarcerated and I was watching his his date that he was expected to be released, which was, I believe, November 6th. And he had passed away November 10th. So four days out of incarceration after being locked up for six years, he only was on this side of things for four years and then his life was cut short. Same thing, Latera, locked up for two and a half years. You get out within two days, you lose your life. And so there's so much spiraling in my mind about that, that it's, it's not just about the life, my life and, and my mortality, but just thinking about how unfortunate that is for them. 
it's it's sad. It's sad to me. Both of these people were under the age of 40. I actually probably under the age of 35 or just 35. And definitely Latera is younger than I am. And Abdul might be my age and I'm 35. So for their lives to be cut short like that, it makes me sad. I feel sad that that happened because whenever someone dies for me, I just feel like, man, I'm so sorry that that happened to them. This is for any type of death or loss. It just makes me feel sad that there's so many things they won't experience. There's so many things they won't get to see or do that I will. And so and so I don't. But there's so many things that I get to do. And so sometimes I go into this space where I start to feel like, man, I wish they could have. And I'm no fool. I'm no dummy. I know people's lives and the way that they choose to live their life and what they do causes certain circumstances and consequences to their behavior and their actions and their choices. But they're still a human being. And that's still someone's child. That's still someone's sibling. That's still someone's parent. In both cases, they both had children. And that's really hard to process. And I'm in one of those phases where I cannot believe that we just spoke literally. And now there's a candlelight visual within less than a week. So shocking deaths and sudden loss are real. And I want to encourage you that if this resonates, if it hits a chord with you, if it hits a bone with you, or if it's a trigger from something that you've already experienced along these lines that maybe you didn't know that that was a part of it, it's hard. It's hard stuff. And I'm not saying that any death is easier, but I'll tell you, kind of knowing that that a loved one was sick and ill and that they were potentially going to pass away and then just getting a call or seeing it on social media that someone you just spoke to passed away, that's a whole different beast. That is a whole different beast. Taraji P. Henson talked about it on that show where she said that her child's father back in 2003 was murdered. He was stabbed to death. And she couldn't even tell her son the truth. Her son was nine at the time and she couldn't tell him how her how his father actually passed away. And so eventually down the line, he, he found out and then they had their own conflict that they had to resolve within that issue. But she said that she just couldn't tell him that this world was that cold that someone would do that. And I don't blame her. I'm telling you right now, I don't know that I could tell a nine-year-old that their parent was stabbed to death. Just how do you, because I don't know how you tell a 35-year-old that. And I can only speak from the age that I am now, that that would take a lot. That would really take a lot. And so what I love is that she, she was able to talk about it because we have to put ourselves in context and understand what those levels of trauma and sudden death and just the gruesomeness behind some of these losses, what it really does to us. It's really a lot. It, it really is. And just be kind. Take deep breaths. Work through these things. Be vocal. And I know everyone's not going to be vocal and verbal about their losses and their grief. And it's just not something they're ready to talk about. And that's fine. But I want to continue to be a voice for you. So if you aren't able to speak about it, I want to be that voice that says, I'm, I'm not crazy. Yeah, that's what I'm going through. Yep. How'd you know? Get out of my head. You know exactly how I feel. We are going to be okay if we choose to be okay. And I know people always say everything's going to be all right. And sometimes it's not. I don't believe in it. I don't believe that everything's going to be all right because you've got to take action and be proactive with your mental wellness and your health. And a lot of things are based on decision making. So sometimes it's not going to be okay. Or it might get worse before it gets better. But you do, I believe, have the strength inside of you. And if you don't, 
have that strength or feel like you do, then get a support system and tie up with someone, hold hands and lock hands with someone that does have that fight in them. Someone that has been through it before that you do know has similar circumstances. You don't settle in the suffering. Don't settle in the suffering, guys. Listen, I wanted to get that off my chest. There are so many layers to it that I can dig into, but I don't want to give you too much right now. Again, have mercy on me. I'm still processing this and dealing with it live as I am recording right now. I hope when it gets to your ears, it's beneficial to your life. And I always appreciate you guys allowing me that opportunity to vent. And hopefully you can see yourself in your story, in this story somewhere along those lines. And I'm sending you so much love. So, so much love. So I want to get into our inspirational boost as a part of our show. And I don't even know how inspirational this is this week, but this is a quote that goes along with it. And our inspirational boost is always brought to us by brought to us by our sponsors, Adina J Designs. They make, create, and inspire us, decorated apparel, custom tumblers. They got so many phenomenal things going on. They just launched Lash Lush by Adina J. Definitely make sure you follow them on both Instagram and Facebook at Adina J Designs, A-D-E-N-A, J-A-Y, A-D-E-S-I-G-N-S. And this week, the quote is, I still cannot believe the last time I talked to you would be the last time that I talk to you. And that quote just goes perfectly with where we are today and what we discussed here today about not knowing when that last time really will be. So lean in more, love more, trust more, get as vulnerable as we possibly can. Because right now, this time that we're in, that's all we have. We don't know how much longer that's going to be. Not to scare you, but to wake you up, to live more on purpose. Have that be the word for this week is that quote. By me. I'm sorry. Did I say that? That was a Jay Nicole quote. I definitely posted that on social media recently. I want to get into our love and memory segment. It's a part of my show that's very important to me to make sure that I humanize our loved ones. And this week, our love and memory is definitely going to go out to Miss Latera Thomas. Latera, I've known you for so long. All the time that I've lived in Lawnside, which was since third grade. I'm 35 now. So I've known you for a very long time. I have a lot of love for you. I'm praying that your soul is at peace and I'm sending so much love to your family, your friends, especially your daughter. May you continue to just rest in peace and and we're going to remember you always. There's no way that we cannot. So our in love and memory segment this week goes out to Latera Thomas. Guys, it's been another episode of the Grief Bully Podcast. Feeling excited about it, feeling thankful for it. As I said, it's episode 80 and I, and I just can't believe it that it's been 80 episodes in a row and I'm, and I'm proud of the growth. Make sure you go and leave a comment, leave a review. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe to the channel right now. I truly do appreciate that in advance. I want to thank our sponsors, BetterHelp. They are an online counseling organization. Offer us the opportunity to have therapy from the privacy of our home. If you want to go to my link, trybetterhelp.com forward slash the grief bully, you will get, receive 10% off your first month. Going through a tough time, have the opportunity to have therapy sessions virtually. I definitely want to encourage you to make sure that you do that. We also have our sponsors after after is offering us the opportunity to visit our loved one's final resting place from our phones, from an app. It's really cool technology, super innovative. The link is right here. If you go to after.live, you can check it out and you can get 10% off your ground cam if you use my code, a grief, a bully. 10. So those are our sponsors. And I have this drink here, Zen. This is a mango. 
This is immunity and support drink. I'm loving it. I'm really, really enjoying it. Super beneficial, low calories, very low sugar. It's it's just a phenomenal drink. It got so many flavors, pomegranate, cranberry. I love them all. Definitely go check it out at drinkzen.com slash thegriefbully. If you use code AMAZIN, A-M-A, capital Z, capital Y, capital N, you will receive 20%, 20% off your first order. So go to drinkzen.com slash the grief bully. That's it for our sponsors. I'm super fortunate, super blessed to be aligned with all of these phenomenal companies and organizations. Guys, you already know where I hang out the most over on Instagram. Definitely follow me there at I underscore AM underscore J Nicole. Till next time, you already know. Love and light. Peace. Mm-hmm.